good morning, afternoon, or evening, please delete as appropriate. This is episode 136 of the Material Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Anatko. And I am the second host, Florence Ion. And I'm the last host. I don't you glad we don't have more hosts? Russell Ivanovich. But not least. But not least. I'd go with least. I'm fine with being least. <laughs> oh, well. You're a head, headliner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like I, I'm the I'm the MC I'm the I'm the local like guy who works at like the packaging store who keeps telling himself that age 58 <laughs> that he's just about to make it as a as a stand up comedian because he took that improv class and his his coach keeps asking him to sign up for more lessons because he's so good. <laughs> Flo is the up and coming comic who's not who doesn't who has a solid 15 but not ready to headline yet. You, you. <laughs> are the person you are the the road comic who gets introduced with uh, you you know him from Late Night with David Letterman. Conan O'Brien used to show. be really funny, you know, years ago, many years ago. He's you so, remember the funny things so that he funny. did. He's so funny. David Cavett interviewed him. That's how <laughs> funny he is in the mid-80s. I just wanted to yeah. throw a David Cavett reference in there. I feel that he is not often admired as the other late night show hosts. <laughs> so I just want to put it out there for David Cavett for the old well, school. Well, Dick Cavett is a, is a good is a good one to have on the resume because he had like three shows starting in the seventies all the way through. Wasn't his last one in like two thousand six, two thousand seven? So it's not so people you can leave him guessing when you say that you you he was a re- regular on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, that's right, that was canceled like eleven years ago. Has he done anything since then? See, and that's his- like three different YouTube collabs. So in this day and age, the millennials <laughs> we all over that. He was on whose YouTube channel? Oh my gosh! You're right. So you're abs- you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I am the. I, I I keep having to remind myself that. But my when I was a youth, the definition of fame was that everybody knows who you are, even if they are not a fan of you. The modern definition of fame is that most people haven't the slightest clue who you are, but some. But when they find out who you are, they're like, "How does he have twelve million followers on Twitter? Like, his 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 YouTube videos are getting like one point two million views. How do I have and how do I have no idea who he is?" He's, he he should be famous if he's if he's this famous. And he's just opening candy wrappers. <laughs> but so slowly and sensually. No, I, I I get that all the time, Andy. I'm opening like YouTube videos, and the, down the bottom it says like 32 million, and I'm like, I should really know who you are, but I don't know who you are. I don't I don't think we should confess to all this. We're not old. I still have some non-gray hair. Well, uh, so so well, so long as Flo is part of this trio, no, we're not old. I agree with you. We are <laughs> not like old. It. Yes, our collective Mind age. Mind you, I am complaining about how I misdyed my hair, and yes, I'm putting it on this podcast. Uh, and obviously, I am dying hair. Why to cover those grays? So I'm there with you guys. <laughs> Damn it, Flo! You're meant to be the young one. The young one. Don't, it's okay. Uh, Strength in numbers. Strength in numbers, guys. It's, it's a, if, if if it's if it's a, any constellation, it gets easier as you go on. As you as you stop to have these expectations about your personal experience, it just gets so much easier, and you avoid Steven Seagal syndrome. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if I want to know what that is. That's 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 where like you 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 make a personal appearance and you imagine people's reaction being wow. I, I, he can't possibly be 63 years old, not with that shock of dense, dark, dark hair without a streak of gray in it. Gosh, he's, he's, the, he's the very picture of youth and vitality. You know what else is the very picture of the youth and vitality is what I hear that you got a new NVIDIA shield. 
No, I got the, uh, it's almost like a new NVIDIA Shield. I, I am so happy with this purchase uh, because uh, uh, I, I got home late, uh, set to going through my mail and like turned on the NVIDIA. Instead of watching YouTube, I'm not always happy that I get to watch like five minutes of downloading updates and then like restarting. But the new version of the uh, NVIDIA, what they call the NVIDIA Experience, they can't call it an operating system. It's the Experience. Uh, and they haven't updated it to Oreo yet. It's still uh, Android TV. Uh, Android TV. It's still on the previous version of Android, but they've added a whole bunch of cool features. Uh, most of all, most of all, uh, it really enhanced how the Google Assistant works with it. So it now works with the Nest Cam. So I can say, "Hey, Alyosha, uh, show me, show me the living room." Or, or oh, I'm in the living room. But show, show me, uh, show me the street, or show Wait, me the front door. You can do that door. with Assistant now. I didn't know. I the last time I checked, you can. When did this happen? Where have I been? Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Just after all the YouTube people got really famous, Flo. That's when they added Nest support. Uh, for the- yes. Where I, I'm sorry, I missed the Nest Cam memo. I'm go ahead, Andy. I think I have to look this up. <laughs> once you once you have it set up, I don't, I don't know. How, I don't. I haven't bothered to look into like how many different cameras it works with. But you've you, obviously you, you name your Nest Cams. Uh, I've got one. Just yes, yes, I have one out on the pointed out at the street, just so that I can see if it's worth going outside today without having to get up out of my bed and walk eight feet okay, to the it's window. What my ring doorbell is for? It's fine. <laughs> it's we're all there with you. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Strength in uh, numbers, remember. <laughs> <laughs> or gee, I, I see, I hear what seems to be like a giant mutated gorilla, like stomping down the street and throwing bread trucks uh, into the into the lake and into the pond. Should I evacuate, or is it just something else? It's not worth my getting up for. I will just say, hey, Alyosha, show me the show me the the street cam on the on the Shield TV, and it will work. Um, but they've uh, they've also have. Uh, uh, you can. I haven't tried this yet, but you can assign Shield now to different groups in different rooms. So if you want a, 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 an assistant command to to apply to everything inside the uh, everything inside the living room, now will be included with that. Uh, it's now uh, all the stuff that you're supposed to be able to do with uh, being able to cast to a specific device. Uh, another thing I haven't tried before, but suppose I think I just read the notes about an hour ago. This is going to work better. Better uh, integration with smart devices. They also added. Uh, it's. Hard to imagine. Uh, the Nvidia Shield is sold as not only a cool Android TV, but also like one of the best ways to use Plex. Because uh, uh, I, I have Plex running on uh, on a network uh, on a NAS on my Synology, which is essentially like a underpowered PC in a box without a screen attached to it. But it's costs it costs hundreds of dollars. It's not really easy to set up. But if you buy what is essentially an Apple TV and an NVIDIA Shield doesn't cost that much more than an Apple TV, you can have the Plex home media server running on it and it could be serving uh, streaming music and video and pictures and everything to any device you have in the house or any phone on the Internet. And so uh, Plex can also, if you've got uh, if you've got like a H- HD home run, like an, a network TV tuner, it costs like 60 or 70 bucks. You just uh, you plug it into your your wired network and you plug an antenna or your cable TV into it. It will tune. It will be able and apps that will that can use internet TV will find it and be able to tune into stuff. Plex can also act as a DVR for that. That's always that's been around for about a year or, or two. Now with this new update, at least on the Nvidia Shield, it can automatically zap out the commercials as you record. So you will wind up with 
Uh, so you'll you will wind up with uh, the Big Bang Theory or the Simpsons or whatever, but without any without having to dive for the remote every six minutes because the Dunkin' Donuts commercial is twice the volume of the quiet of the quiet moments in the cartoon you were watching. So uh, a couple other things too, but I'm really really happy with it. They've been they've been updating this really frequently over the past three or four months uh, of the past four or five months i think there have been three major updates and they weren't just you know bug 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 fixes and stability enhancements it's like oh now i can do picture in picture with the with the, the vlc player oh that's nice like oh look now i get the cartoon network that's also lovely <laughs> i gotta say the the nvidia shield is one of the the, I feel like the surprise slow burn sort of hits of the last uh, one or two Super years. Super slow burn. Yeah, because when it first came out, I'm like, that's going nowhere. Like a, a thing from a gaming like we card company. It. Yep. It's like, oh, it's got Android TV, nice, and they've tried to add these things. Good luck, cool. NVIDIA, like pat on yeah. the head, like nice try. And then years later, like I see iOS friends buying them. I see Android people buying them. I see Andy with his. He's really happy with it. Even on our sister podcast, Connected, uh, over here on Relay FM, Federico Vertici, huge iPad fan, staunch like Apple um, person, you know, writes a website all about Apple. Um, he's got an NVIDIA Shield because he just saw the benefits of having, you know, Plex and various other things on like such a powerful little device. And... Yeah, I feel like for those in the know, like this is this product is really evolving in like good ways, unexpected ways. I feel left out. I know nothing. I mean, I just hear from everybody how great it is. And sorry, Andy, I thought it was new because I, for some reason, did not see update at, in our in our notes. Because when you read all day, apparently you stop reading at a certain point <laughs> in the evening. It just happens, so I apologize. <laughs> at, at, at some point, your brain says, "What if we just not?" read adverbs anymore it, can i again i, I just, it just, I, just I need something i need it's 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 late at night we're we haven't had dinner yet just give me adverbs or adjectives just give me noun verb noun verb noun verb and that's maybe i can maybe i can be a much much better brain for you if i only have to process one out of every four words but yeah yeah it's like it, it's i think that the nvidia shield uh, is now at the level where it makes any other streaming media box that costs more than $150 look a little bit sad by comparison. It has to start justifying itself as, okay, but why can't I, I, I have a, I have a USB, my entire music library takes up about 70 or 80 gigabytes. So I can keep it on, I can make a copy of it onto a USB flash key and just simply plug it into one of the USB ports on this little paperback book-sized box and not even have to stream it from someplace else. It is the entire thing. There have been times where I've been traveling for more than a week and I, the first time I did it, when I un, just unplugged it from my TV and just simply threw it into my bag, I did it on a whim. But now it's like anytime I'm going to be traveling for more than a week, like I would, I loved the fact that I can have my entire music library and a really good huge chunk of my like Blu-ray ripped video library and in my my Plex TV recording library there. So I don't just have to go with, okay, I can get either one of fourteen sports channel. Fox News, Fox News in Spanish, or local ABC affiliate on this cable on this hotel cable system, or I can watch the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine back to back. I think I will make the smart choice. Dang, <laughs> rolling high. On yeah, the there you on go. The media on the go. Hey, I've got a um a question for you two. So I, I post posted this on Twitter. I think a few days ago. Um, Andy obviously noticed. He picked it up. He put it in the show notes. Um, I I've been. I've got my Panda Pixel 2 XL. For those who remember the previous episode, it was kissing my iPhone in a previous one. 
great moment in podcasting. It was it was an amazing audio moment. I have to just I just want to you know play the little harp noise and have you relive that if possible. But the thing that's really annoyed me since switching back, and this is I guess less annoyed me than annoyed all the other people in my life, is that there's no iMessage on this thing. So for those uh, that that aren't yes. familiar with it, I can't imagine you wouldn't be. But on iOS devices, there's a messaging app built in. It's called iMessage. It takes over special. Um, it's special. It takes app. over your entire system. It does your <laughs> SMS. It does your group messaging, it does everything. So if you're on an iPhone, you just think of that, this is my messaging app, this is what I do. And what happens is... like the BBM of the past. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And hopefully not the BBM of the future if you're Apple. But (laughs) imagine this thing, you add people to a group message, right? And if I've switched back to Android, so I've deactivated my iMessage and all that happens is I get an individual SMS and it's obviously written to a group of people and the, the rest of the iMessage people, they got the message and I didn't. And anyway, this got me to thinking is... Apple's a services company now. They're making like, you know, millions and millions of dollars selling, you know, iTunes, not called iTunes, Apple Music and all the other various sort of services they offer. Um, why in 2018, why does iMessage not exist on Android? And I know you're all yelling at me right now. There's a really simple answer that a lot of people keep sending me. They're like, well, you see, Russell, it's for that exact reason because if it was available, then millions of people would just switch to Android immediately. And I'm like, that... Can't be it. And I think Andy pointed this out. That's that's the play of like a second tier, um, you know, hardware manufacturer is like they've got nothing else except lock in. Their software Wait, sucks and you've got to lock that? people in. Yeah, no, Andy said this, not me. But well, he, I, wasn't, I, oh, I say he wasn't. I say that. He wasn't saying that Apple, I want to be clear, and Andy can justify this for himself, but he wasn't saying that Apple necessarily is a second tier manufacturer. It's that this is what second tier manufacturers do. All they have is lock in. So they try and use lock-in. But Apple is not a second tier manufacturer. They're a first tier you know, software and hardware manufacturer. <laughs> I honestly don't understand, and maybe I'll get your thoughts on this, is in 2018, why do we not have iMessage? And to be clear, I just want to head off the emails now. Um, I don't, I'm not interested if you don't want to use iMessage. I'm not interested if you don't care about iMessage. Like, I just want it to communicate to, to people in iOS land. Why, why does Apple not make it available to me? Like, why? Maybe because of the closed nature. It's just they don't want to make the servers available to everybody else. I mean, I imagine that's what it just is. It's just some servers somewhere, server farm, where all your messages are stored. And um, and like the walled garden that they have built around their app store, I mean, I imagine it's the same walled garden around the iMessage. I'm just thinking about like how difficult that is to make that available to Android users. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure there would be some scaling issues like initially. That, yeah. But as a developer, I can yeah, definitely say that would be a thing. But I think Apple would have that in hand. And especially they're pushing this thing now for those that you don't know on the Apple side, they've got this thing called Apple Pay Cash where I can say, hey, Andy, flick me five bucks through iMessage and Andy can just press one button and through the yeah. magic of banks and cards and whatever Aren't else. are supposed to have that? In like Allo or Google Assistant, isn't that supposed to happen for us? Oh, goodness knows. But soon. I mean, if you're Apple, surely this is a way to make money. Get, get, make it possible for Android people to send iOS people money, take your cut off the top and pay for your servers and stuff that way. I'd, I don't know. What do you think, Andy? Like, why is this not possible in 2018? It's certainly possible. You, you talk about uh, the Apple on top of uh, we used to talk about how much cash they have on hand. Now that they've repatriated most of that money, they actually have that cash on hand. It's it's actually they're getting visits from the fire marshal in Cupertino saying you cannot block this many fire exits with all the bundles of cash that you've got hanging around. And that's and that's on top of there you go. <laughs> we, we both we've both been there, and we both said that you know don't tell the file and fire marshal and keep this fire extinguisher handy because once the, once those once those stacks of greenbacks go up, oh baby, this is going to be just hey a bad Scrooge news McDuck. For, for days. Why do you think he was swimming through it? 
Yeah, in coins. A lot of cash. That's smart. Very smart. A lot of coins. Um, and on top of that, they, they actually make like $60 billion a year. So that's not, they don't even huh. need that money. So it's, I, I just don't think that Apple has any functional excuses for why they don't make uh, messages and iMessage multi-platform. If they wanted to do it, they could do it. Uh, and you, there are so many arguments. Oh, you, you don't imagine how difficult it is to uh, support a multi-platform app. And I said, I don't. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, uh, cough I, hangouts. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's like. Well, I mean, I, my, my friend Russell uh, is, uh, is, of course, owns his own four hundred billion. Actually, I think it's because his company is a four hundred four hundred billion dollar company and not a three hundred billion dollar company. Maybe that's why he has the resources to make uh, his landmark product in both for both uh, uh for both ios and android and for web applications maybe if apple had more talent so is apple saying that they don't have the they don't have the technical ability to do it they don't have the financial resources to do it and let, let's acknowledge that running a messaging platform that could go to 10 times as many users as they have right now would cost a certain amount of money but they could do it and it would it would bring more. It's I, I they've done it for Apple Music, and I think that that really is the difference between the two things. Apple Music is really important to them. They have so much of their ego on the line. I don't. It's and also I don't, really important to the public, though, to make really? that music available versus yeah. making. I just I don't know. I because I see music is a shared thing, and so I feel like if you have that, you have to share it as part of like the global understanding of being humans with regards to music is everybody should have access to it. I realize this sounds crazy what I'm saying, but I promise there's a point to it. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, I, I feel like the iMessage thing is just, is just a way to keep, to keep some sort of hold on people the same way that Amazon right. is taking YouTube off of its devices, the same way that everybody's playing this little game. It's just a fun little capitalist trick. <laughs> That's yeah, all. Here's my thing, right? Couldn't if you're Apple and you're sitting in a boardroom and you're discussing all this stuff, isn't there a way to flip this around? You could literally possibly have the most popular messaging app in the world, or third to some True. of the Facebook products, I guess. Is you make it available to everybody and you try and give them your simple private sort of experience, and you're like end-to-end -end encrypted, and it's so simple, isn't it? And amazing. Look at the Apple ecosystem and try and entice some of the people at the higher end of Android to come and try like your products. Like the people maybe churn Google from one to the other time. It. <laughs> yeah, but Google has no way to stop it, right? You put it in the Play Store. SMS is already a thing maybe you can do they, with an Android. That, like. Maybe they secret. Maybe there's some secret out there that nobody has uncovered yet. Like there's some secret Apple files where they had filed. You know, they had sent in some sort of request to be in the Google Play Store, and Google's like, "We're just gonna put that in the trash. We're just gonna sweep okay, it over we're, here." Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna decline your app. I'm, we can be real specific about this. It's because the splash page doesn't say iMessage for Android. It says Android sucks. Google is just trying to <laughs> suck your blood out of your neck. Why don't you buy an iPhone like a real adult? That's our problem. Now, nice we one, can Andy. go over like this in greater detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's my personal for this yeah. week. Oh, by the way, I should I just, want it. Yeah. I mean, and if you don't want it, I, I know there's some people listening, they're like, I don't want that. I'm like, that's fine. You don't, they're not going to force you to install it. We're not, we're not quite at that level yet. It's more just, it should be available. It's a service that Apple should provide. I'm, I'm just bummed out because it, 
that was one that was one of the one things when I switched from iPhone to Android a few years ago, that was the one thing that I really couldn't find a painless analog for because once you once you you have to tell everybody by the way if you're trying to get to contact me with messages realize that for the next nine hours of the day i will not see this until i get back to my office so maybe you want to give me i'll give you my my google hangouts id and i've got people trying to having to use a, a couple of different apps it, what the the net effect of it is that it really has me relying it really got me to switch to sms as my primary chat app because it's it's no longer 1997 which is a good thing for very many reasons and uh it's you get unlimited messaging and it's the one thing that if you have a phone i know you have a way to send and receive sms so I, rather than trying to figure out, oh, what app did you use? Oh, you oh you tried to direct message me on Twitter. That usually works, but I had that turned off. So, and the number of times where I've gone, I've, I log into Facebook and see Facebook. Oh, someone isn't that adorable? Someone tried to message me on Facebook Messenger, expecting an immediate response. <laughs> Side note, please stop sending me messages on Facebook. I am not answering them. (laughs) Unless you've had a new kid. Eventually I'll get to that. I feel I, I I feel like putting putting a Facebook mobile app on a phone, I want that as much as I want to throw a fistful of pink glitter into the air in my office. Because I know that if I that simple act you could come do that in my office. I wouldn't mind. And then I have plenty of robot vacuums to clean it. So but, it's fine. Flo, would you, would you have a way to record this experience if your hands were busy? I wonder. Uh, yes, I would because guess what, fellas? I pre-ordered. I ordered. No, pre-order. you didn't. No, I bought. I bought our Google Clips. What am I? They took the hey. money straight out of my checking account. <laughs> oh, I didn't even put this on the credit card. Ha. Huh. Uh, which I probably shouldn't be holding that oh, banner. Look at, um, I'm the $400 billion <laughs> company. You're the $400 bit, $400 no, I'm, billion company. I'm not. You know I'm I mean. just a freelancer who happened to get paid that same day. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the paychecks, everyone. <laughs> Appreciate it. Keep up going. Um, <laughs> I did buy I got it. A check I bought- today. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so hip to that. I got a check today. I'm rich. I will never not have $8,000. <laughs> I'm going to book stuff. all kinds of travel today. <laughs> Now what am I going to eat for us the week? Um, yes. yes. Well, at least I can take pictures of it with Google Clips. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. So it's going to be here. It's going to be at my house between February 27th. And are we in a leap year? Mm. I think it said, I don't know. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, February 27th is when we can expect it at my house. So let's all is just the next kind of, sorry. Okay. Never mind. 20, Thank you. 2012 as in six years ago. <laughs> Google. So I typed in leap ago. year 2018. It says the next leap year will be in 2012. But you're correct, Andy. Yes, Google has failed me. 2020, <laughs> sorry, is the next one. <laughs> okay, sorry, it's not the 29th. Uh, so probably between the 26th and the 28th is when the shipment actually said it would arrive. So let us hold our breath until then. Um, of course, now there are waitlist orders. So if you wanted to go buy it. I'm sorry for you. Um, See, what I did is I just happened to be on Twitter all the time because I was on a date with my husband and why would I talk to him when I could be on Twitter, (laughs) which is what happened when I found out that the Google Clips were officially for sale is um, some of my my tweeps, my tweeples, if you will, my my tweet peeps, um, let me know that (laughs) the Google Clips- 
They Your tweet peas. Just just people on the internet. The problem is though, I didn't get the email, or at least I didn't see any email from Google because I was waitlisted for this thing. I had put my name on the waitlist. No email that they were available. Thank goodness I was checking Twitter when I did. It is obviously meant to be that I have this. I am so excited, and I don't care that it apparently only has three hours battery life. It's only a 12 megapixel sensor, which, well, if that's kind of, if that's the same, hmm, I have to read more into that sensor. Uh, 16 gig storage. Yeah. So there's, no from- there, there, there are a couple of there are a couple of things we're all going to have we're going to be we're all going to be learning about. One of them is that it has a 12 megapixel sensor, but that doesn't mean that it always will be taking 12 megapixel well, yeah. still photos. It means and that what is it the same sensor inside like the Pixel because then that would make it like a really great camera, but. It would be hilarious, by the way, if this was a terrible camera. Just took fuzzy pictures all the time. Oh my gosh, don't say that because I just spent two hundred fifty dollars on it. So please don't let it be bad. But for, <laughs> but for, for people, who, right but for people who forgot, for, let's let's before we go into the uh, flow. Before you explain why you would want to, and I I actually was interested in getting in on this too. Before you, but why why. Uh, otherwise sensible in many ways people like you and I would want to buy this Let, let's continue to make it sound horrible doesn't have a preview screen doesn't have a viewfinder it only has one button uh, has for AI. actually taking pictures just to freak you out <laughs> those of you out yeah. there who are already totally like oh, artificial intelligence is going to take over the world this is essentially inviting a robot with an eye into your world yeah. it's not it doesn't go to the cloud though it stays localized on the device so you got that going for you I thought that was yeah. really impressive I'm not sure if they gave that detail away and I just missed it earlier or this is the time that they've announced it but all the AI is done on device without sending it off to a cloud server that's I don't know. For some reason, as a developer, that really impresses me. That yeah. is exactly what is supposed to happen, though. That's exactly what you're supposed to think, because I feel like this is kind of a quiet thing. This is not a very loud. Nobody really knows this is happening except us, because we watched yeah. the Google event. Like We sat there and studied the whole thing. So we know that this was coming. I put my name down that day. Um, a lot of people don't. But that might be, I guess it's going to be up to me to tell people about this thing because yeah, <laughs> otherwise, because we're the, we're the ones who think it's cool. So we're the ones who are well, going to have to communicate that, right. why we'll it be, is we'll or be, it isn't. Russell and I will be like in, in our in our rustic but still fairly safe and comfortable tents at base camp, you'll be the one who's like trying to get up Everest, <laughs> and we're gonna be, we're gonna be like opening, making some more like you know, rehydrated chili and and, and vegetables, and say, oh gosh, <laughs> that 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 was a hard decision to go up there. But it's it's I mean it's it's intriguing. I really if, admire if it works her for doing as, that. I'm just gonna stay here. It, exactly. Uh, we will we will speak well of her when they find her, <laughs> which will not be us because we're not going up there. But well, yeah, the, you you it, will it, find me because I will have taken pictures of it with the Google Clips. Exactly. Come on, yes. that's what I'm thinking. This is how you're <laughs> going to attract people to this platform. If if Flo starts posting all these amazing pictures that this thing is taken to her Instagram or whatever, and constantly gets the question like, I, I see both your hands. I see everyone that's meant to be there in the picture. How on earth did you snap this picture? It's blowing my mind. Oh, you yeah. guys don't even know what I have planned for this. I <laughs> listen. Social media is an art form, and you know when things are going well for me, I feel more like I feel more open to it. I feel like really using it to its extent. And I'm just seeing all these Google things as another reason for me to try and figure out how to share this on social media. And those motion clips, 
I mean, I sent somebody a two-second video of their daughter trying to huff and puff a candle the other day at a birthday party, and it was just <laughs> the like cutest thing. Sounds like she's doing drugs, but I, I think I know And, you well, you wouldn't have this cute little little video if it wasn't for me and my motion photos, and that was all because of AI, and that's what's going to happen on this thing. Yeah. It's it's a great if it if it works the way that they Google is saying it will work, which is you just put we if you're playing with your kid or you're playing with your dog, you just set the, you just clip this thing to anything that can see the dog or see the kid and you. And rather than getting three hours, <laughs> going back to your phone and downloading three hours of video from which you were free to find the interesting shots, supposedly the AI, which has been trained, Google is saying, uh, by with the help of a documentary filmmaker, a photojournalist, and a fine arts photographer that helped uh, to train clips in what makes for a really cool, good-looking image. So we're talking about things besides, okay, there are faces in there that we recognize. That it's, in, it's, it's not blurry. The exposure is good but what makes a really good photo what makes a really good video clip so that supposedly uh some some they they had a limited demo uh, controlled demo for certain members of the press back in october or november and they've the experience that that those few people were reporting was that uh if you have decided to put this to connect your phone to it rather than have it run by itself you just simply it's it's all of these clips and all these photos just simply start appearing on your phone and you have the option of getting rid of them or doing something with them. So it's like, it's, it's like, it's like, imagine that you're, you're uh, that the kid's grandpa or grandma is really tech savvy and also a really good photographer. And you're like at work someplace while they're babysitting, they're just sending you these really cool photos that they've been taking while they're, they've been playing with your kid and none of the like eight minutes of the camera, like, showing the shag carpet face down so, no honey honey no no that's not that's not a toy honey honey that that's the that's nana's that's that's nana ipad that's not for oh god okay <laughs> so i actually have a she's got to have bleach here somewhere I got, that's that's not going to come out with just windex i actually have a little experiment that's totally going to bring down the conversation but i'm going to tell you guys anyway um i have a little exp- i'm i'm curious to see how long it takes me to put how long it takes me to forget that it's there and let Ooh, my guard down because I am very curious what this machine learning – okay, because at home, there you have the entire spectrum of emotion at home from happy to sad and everything in between. And you have the ugly moments and you have the beautiful moments and you have the moments when you're in your dirtiest clothes cleaning and <laughs> you have moments when your hair is crazy, you know. I'm really curious to see what this machine learning is going to grab, like what aspects of my everyday life it decides to grab. And I feel like because I work from home, I'm going to have a lot of opportunities. <laughs> that's a that's a really cool observation, though, because like uh, uh, I can't imagine it's going to be this sophisticated when they first launch it. But is it already smart enough to know that, OK, this person was playing was playing in the in, in the in the bedroom uh, the, the big bedroom with their kids like two hours ago they forgot they set the the camera up and now he or she has just walked from the shower to the closet naked 
I'm not even going to bother to see if that's a good picture or not. And I recognize this, a naked it's this, body. It's like, beautiful, beautiful picture of like, yeah. <laughs> like this portraiture of this body because machine learning is like, that so, would make a beautiful portraiture okay. somewhere. Okay, no, 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 no. Now, now he's actually posing and flexing for the camera. He, let's, he clearly let's take it. Wants... It's beautiful. <laughs> I'll, I'll apply the, the Tinder protocol is now in effect. <laughs> or, well, or no, make it a beautiful like black and white, you know, moody photo, add a little like rain grain to it, you know, just something, you know, make it, uh, you know, like a Matisse filter. It could be cool. I, I just, the, the only thing that we, I, I'm, I know we're going to be going to a commercial shortly, but I see I'm, I didn't pre-order the clips, but like if you've got a few hundred bucks to spend on like pre-ordering cutting edge technology <laughs> from a brand new from, from a, like a big tech company, we now have for at least for the next couple of weeks, you can spend two hundred forty nine dollars for clips from Google, or do you up the ante a little bit and spend three hundred fifty dollars to pre-order an Apple HomePod, or go for the five hundred bucks and get one of Elon Musk's flamethrowers? It's Save a hard the environment. Choice. California has already been on fire enough. This. <laughs> Last year, ladies and gentlemen, leave the flamethrowers somewhere where it is wetter and it is not going to erupt into flames. Please do not yeah. bring them oh. here. If everyone, if anyone wants to answer the question, what do you do when the production of the main car you promised everyone is way behind schedule, thousands and hundreds of thousands of years? You just make a flamethrower and you distract everyone with it. It's, it's genius. And you sell 500 that bucks. Genius. Genius. That is actually that's, genius. See, Yes, realize it's it seems stupid until you realize there's already been a few thousand pre-orders and then you multiply X thousand pre-orders by five hundred dollars and you think, I bet that he could use working capital for his tunnel boring product. It's <laughs> actually it's it's for it's technically a product of the boring company, which is the company he's named for the the tunnels he's making for the for the tube <laughs> I keep project. Forgetting that's the name. Yeah. <laughs> it's still funny. It's still. <laughs> and, and Apple sought to answer the question, what do you do if all the other speaker manufacturers, smart speaker manufacturers, are way out ahead of you? Uh, you release them with <laughs> way less features for way more money and just see what happens. Roll the dice, baby. See who pre-orders yeah. this thing. This one probably works with iMessage, though. <laughs> or something. Oh, I could buy a HomePod just for the purposes of saying so it could read me my messages. I could, say, I could be part of group iMessages. Hey, wow, finally. Assistant finally. starting with S, please send the following message. And you could garble it all and it, I'd be a social media like darling because of all the garbled nonsense that's like coming out of a, like the interpretation of what Siri thought I said. We, I want to continue this clips discussion because I think it's actually really interesting and it ties into a whole bunch of stuff that I've been thinking about for a while to do with uh, I guess the, the UX of AI, I guess if you want to call it that. But before we do, we should actually go to our first ad break. And this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter the offer code Material at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio or a blog. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. Nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support. Uh, they're there if you need any help. And they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. So if you're trying to make the next flamethrower project or whatever you're like, I've got to get the right domain name for that. Squarespace has got you covered. Uh, they have, like I said, award-winning templates that are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Um, and you're thinking, oh, how much is all this going to cost me? Well, Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up and use the offer code material, you'll get 10% off your first purchase and you'll get to show your support for this show as well. So we want to thank... Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next 
website. So yeah, they, they, there is some more. If uh, Google posts a lot of stuff about clips now that they're actually trying to get money out of people for it, uh, and the Google Design they blog got had a yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, 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 they would have they would have had mine too. That's, uh, but uh, they so the Google Design blog uh, has a really great article uh, they posted that is much larger than clips. They call it uh, like Russell said the the UX or user experience of AI. Which they, yes, they get into the more, the stuff that I'm sure the PR people want us to repeat, uh, such as that they, uh, that of course they, they contact, they uh, talk to a whole bunch of like photographer contractors uh, to, to train the AI to not just understand focus, but also composition. They got a lot of help from a documentary filmmaker and a photojournalist and a fine arts photographer and wedding photographers and how to train clips. But they really, rather than just simply say, here's how cool clips is, it's here is the thinking that we've been sort of following that caused us to think that way. Uh, and it even just starts off with, three basic principles that they hit on for really every use of AI and every use of machine learning. Uh, that one of them being that the uh, machine learning will not figure out the problems that uh, that need to be solved, that the humans have to tell the AI, here is a problem, I want you to solve this. So it's always going to be human uh, human uh, directed. Uh, another one, the second one, which I actually have as a quote because I really couldn't put it any better than this or any, or admittedly any shorter than this. Like, And this is uh, the Google blog saying, if the goals of an AI system are opaque and the user's understanding of their role in calibrating that system are unclear, they will develop a mental model that suits their focus theories about AI and their trust will be affected. So he's basically saying that people can't expect that this is a magic science fiction brain that understands everything to begin with and is going to solve and is going to give them the right result without the user ever influencing what's going on or saying no here's what I want you to do or this is good this is bad this is the right result this is the the wrong result. And essentially it means that if people are buying these clips cameras expecting that all they have to do is Put it, uh, put it on a shelf, and they will immediately be getting brilliant photos that would be 10 times better than if they hired a professional photographer. They're going to say, this sucks. This is a waste of money. I want my money back. As opposed to if they know, here's how it works. Here's how it has to be guided by a continued learning and continued improvement of the of the model we've created for taking pictures. Then they will understand that this is – they will understand how this thing is work, how, how this thing works, how it's supposed to be used. Um, and also – this is, and this is something that it really gets overlooked. Uh, that basically the idea that, uh, and this is this this is a quote: every facet of machine learning is fueled and mediated by human judgment. That it can't teach hmm. itself; it only learns what we teach it. And one of the classic ding 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 ding. Sorry, exactly. that's just super important. Nobody right. forget that going forward, please. Right. <laughs> just in all contexts. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, exactly. That's just- Preach. And it, it it affects everything. If considering the important issues that we're expected to yeah. allow machine learning to help us with, like let's say we're we're gonna ha- we're gonna go through uh, with the permission of patients, go through health records, and we're gonna see flag people for ooh, we really th- this look this looks like all the earmarks of someone who was going to have a heart attack or had a heart attack but didn't know it. Let's follow them up for better testing and better screening. 
okay, that's good and that's very possible. But we also, in teaching the machine learning uh, system to do that, we have to understand what our own prejudices are. For instance, where doctors tend not to believe women when they say, hi, my chest is really tight. I've been really feeling kind of semi-nauseous. I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain this feeling I had after I, I, I spent the, the day moving boxes, but I felt kind of odd. If you're a man, that, that doctor is, is, is going to be more likely to say, ooh, that could be a heart thing. Let's take a look at that. If you're a woman, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, lay down. Maybe you're dehydrated or they might be thinking that, okay, this is, I don't know why she's worried about what seems to be very simple problems. If that is the attitude of the people who are training this AI, then the AI, the, the AI model is going to uh, underserve the women who are trying to be helped by this and overserve the men. So uh, the whole thing is, is really, really worth reading. Uh, again, start to finish. The link will be in the show notes because it really does show that it, I think it, I think it does a great job of sort of casting aside a lot of the a lot of the woo woo that's going on about machine learning. Uh, so I think it's second. Okay, well I'll say it's third uh, behind augmented reality, and both of them are yards behind uh, blockchain. But in terms of <laughs> here is something that I'll have, to, I'll have to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is all I have to do is say machine learning, and it's like putting low fat or organic on a food product. That's all I got to do. People will understand this is wonderful stuff, uh, but it's still a learning phase. It's a tool that we have to learn how to use. Uh, and not only am I glad that Google is creating a product like Clips, which is very much a 1.0 product, they're really trying to set expectations correctly, even for the first wave of people who are excited to buy it. Uh, but also making sure you understand the thought that goes behind the development of this thing. It just makes me feel very good, a, a bit more confident about their approach with machine learning going forward. That they're saying here, we want you to know how much thought we've put into just this basic technology. Please give us your please give us your money. But we're saying that we're <laughs> we're working very hard on this. I have to say, just in perusing this article very quickly, um, when you scroll down further into the article, you start to go past the Google Clips photos that were featured in the original. Um, the original uh, marketing material, I guess, um, you start to see more like raw footage. They show you kind of like what it what it really looks like because the pictures that they include further on in the blog, they do not look as polished as the first. And I think because they're using them as sort of examples of how they trained this. But um, I have to say, it made me a little smiley. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm getting an emotional reaction from these I'm starting to really realize how this is going to be marketed to people. And it's it's kind of fascinating because you don't need to do anything to really market it to me. All you have to do is show me children, which I guess speaks to my own biases or whatever, or how to like you know, target me, um, <laughs> as, as a, as a profile. But I just think it's, um, I just think it's really interesting that this is the way that machine learning is sort of going to be positioned in this really, like, this is an emotional thing for humans. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. not just like a scientific thing. There's another really interesting thing in this article is you start to see, I guess, I want to call it like a more modern sort of more self-aware Google. They've got a section on trust and self-efficacy. It says, one of the reasons we invested in Clips was because of how deeply important it was to demonstrate the importance of on-device and privacy-preserving machine learning to the world. So they're talking about, and it sounds very self-aware for a giant company that's indexing like all the world's information and probably has all your photos if, mm. if you're a Google fan yeah. and, and a whole ton 
of your other data. They're, they're really going hard on like we use machine learning, we put it on, onto device, like onto the silicon. We don't send anything, in fact, down the bottom it says, uh, which is why everything, and I mean everything, stays on the camera camera until the user says otherwise. So it's, it's a really interesting thing. Like all the ca- pictures are taken locally, all the machine learning is done locally, nothing is sort of sent back to Google in every way. And I feel like that's kind of obvious. Like if, if us three were to sit down and design a product, we'd be like, yeah, probably no one trusts like Andy, Flo and Russell, like we should probably make sure that there's not an internet connection or at least like you can turn it on and off like manually because it's really obvious that no one's going to trust um, us three putting a camera into your house. And I think it's kind of go- interesting that Google's aware of the same thing. Like, yes, they're a big company. Yes, they do good software, but potentially there's a whole bunch of people out there that don't trust them. They're like, okay, I'm going to put this camera that's connected to Google in my house. Like, what on earth does that mean? Like, where are these photos going? Are they going to end up? I don't know if you remember years ago, there was a whole hubbub about how your pictures, if you posted them online, would be appear in ad campaigns and a whole bunch of stuff. It turned out not to be true, but a whole bunch of people freaked out. They're like, oh, I'm never putting my pictures online again. It's I just think it's interesting that, yeah, Google seems self-aware enough to say, no, no, everything you take is on device. We want to be really clear it's on device. Unless you say it goes off the device, it doesn't leave the device. It's, yeah, I just, again, I'm going to say the same word again, interesting. I found it interesting. That's, this is just going to be a really interesting experiment, folks. I'm really (laughs) excited for this product. And I, but I like, I don't want time to speed up because it's like four weeks from now and like a lot can happen between now and four (laughs) weeks. And just like, let me get through these next four weeks, but I do wish (laughs) the shipment would be faster and that I would get it sooner. (laughs) So maybe if somebody over at the warehouse somewhere, here's my plea to please just kind of fast track this to me. I'll even come, you know, (laughs) can can we prioritize this Google IO ticket or fast track your your clips? I'd rather go to Google IO. Okay. That's fine. Wow, you you passed one of the most important psychological tests. That's a version of the I can either give you one piece of candy now, or if you wait ten minutes, I will give you two pieces of candy. You chose the two no, pieces no, no, of candy no, no, no. later. My father trained me young. <laughs> <laughs> he trained me very young in this game. You always hold out, okay? You always hold out. Um, well, we, we, on that note, surely we have to end on this paragraph. I just have to read you the very last sentence in this thing. It says, "The role of AI shouldn't be to find the." needle in the haystack for us but to show us how much hay it can clear so we can better see the needle ourselves which whoever wrote that like clap 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 i mean it means absolutely nothing whatsoever but it's it's brilliantly <laughs> written and i love the way this ends <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i'm i'm glad for that I'm, I'm also i'm also glad that they're they seem to be revisiting a line that they were using with google glass which is that we want pictures of our kids but we don't want we want to be playing with our kids and not uh, not watching our kids with our camera and they're not trying to make this look like a really in- incredible uh, artificial intelligence experiment but this is, or even a replacement for a camera because the clips camera doesn't know that this stuffed giraffe is your kid's favorite thing in the entire world it doesn't know to zoom in and focus on the stuffed giraffe you know that so if you're taking pictures yourself you're going to take better pictures from a certain point of view than the clips camera but it means that you can if you want to get great pictures you feel like your your, your kids growing up so fast or even your puppies growing up so fast you're going to be you, you want to be able to look at this later on when in your dotage you can just again before you start when you're playing with your kid just put this on the shelf somewhere and play with your kid don't even think about the camera don't think about posing for the camera 
it will just simply take good pictures for you. Not maybe not great pictures, but nothing less than a good picture that will show you. And then you'll have the stuff you will not have had otherwise. That's a, that's a great emotional connection and emotional reason that says, you know what? I got $249. It's not even $250. It's $249. <laughs> so I'm also, I'm wondering, you just made me think, Andy, if there's any information that is uh, transmitted between the photos or the videos that I elect to keep versus the ones that I don't. So I'm assuming after you offload the <clears throat> photos from the device, if there's some sort of transaction that happens that lets the clips know like, all right, she did not care for those pictures of whatever, that kid who came over the other day, so... Let's not take pictures of that kid or something. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Um, but I, I'm curious. I'm very curious if that's going to be yeah. part of the uses model. It's, I, it's a, it's an exciting idea of, uh, of photography. It's also the the scary part of it is that oh, if if or if if uh, you saw three hours worth of this video, let's say you sat through all three hours. And you thought, oh, my God, that was beautiful. Why was that not one of the photos or one of the clips that it showed me? That is it because it doesn't know that it's never seen this uh, this 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 dog before, never seen this person before. Didn't think it was important. Or look, I don't care if it's out of focus. The fa if this is the first time like my kid was like standing up, even though she it would be great if she were in the middle of the frame when it happened. But I don't care that all I see are some pixels taking up taking up one eighth of the upper right hand corner. I want to see that. I want to keep that. So uh, it's it's going to be an interesting. So many things are going to be interesting about this. The, it's like a social experiment where not not unlike uh, self driving cars. Like how much are you willing to give up control? How much trust are you willing to give? And inevitably, it's going to do some things that you wish that you, that you could have done yourself and how uh, how sorry are you going to be? Are you going to think it's going to be a very good deal, a good trade-off, given that there's... Would you rather give up th little things that are valuable to you or would you rather have a certain... A, a huge amount of control so much control that you probably wouldn't have gotten that shot you would have... You, you're, you're going to have, have to miss anyway. That's, uh, I, I, I kind of want to know be, if you can, be, uh, can you keep training this thing after it enters your house, right? Because what if it could tell you, I almost took this shot, but here's the reason I didn't. Like, do you agree with this reason? Like, would you would you have taken this shot? Because once it's in your house, like, I wonder what the opportunity is for them to keep training it, or is that it? The model's just locked in and I would just say, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you not take that shot? What is your problem? What did I spend all this money for? You're supposed to be yeah. a machine that learns. You clearly didn't learn anything. You're fine. I've, I've always... You know, I, I've, I've had this conversation with uh, people on the Google Photos team before. Like, I always wonder why... Uh, I would love to give it the uh, if AI is supposed to be so good. I would love to give it to train the photos app and say, "Oh, I didn't. I, I'm throwing out this picture, but let me show you why I'm throwing this picture out." Or I, I love. I wanted to learn that he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like things that, are, that are, have lens flare in them, or he doesn't. Uh, uh, if there's been like a hundred thousand pictures in this sequence, he really wants only two or three of these. I know I mean, you actually it, don't like this person, so I've decided to remove yeah. all. Fo oh, sorry, that's just my wish. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you update but, but, your relationship status, like, and suddenly like all photos of that person just disappear. That's that's some machine learning right there. 
Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great to actually have the Google Assistant help you through where you, you've already identified a photo that you've actually took with your phone that you really like? And wouldn't it be great to have almost almost a Blade Runner relationship, only not with not with whiskey, and just be able to say, uh, I want the I want the the sky to be a little bit bluer, and it makes the sky bluer, and say, I you know that there's pink. a th- th- there's a dog there's a dog in the yeah. <laughs> I want you. I want you to listen to this song by Morrissey, and I want you to make this photo make someone feel like that song makes me feel. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. See, I, 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 I wish that I wish the dog were were that's at the edge of the frame, were in the center of the frame, and I wish that that tree uh, were a little bit brighter. And it's okay, makes it brighter. Great. Yeah, Google. Man, give us that clips too. Well, maybe I'll be able to buy you guys your own clips uh, with the, with this uh, ad from our next sponsor, which is uh, from Pingdom. This week's episode is also brought to you by Pingdom. Start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash RelayFM. You'll get a 14-day free trial, and when you enter offer code material at checkout, you'll get 30% off your first invoice. Pingdom is focused on making the web faster and more reliable for everyone who has a site. And they do this by offering powerful and easy-to-use tools and services. For example, if you're a Pingdom user, monitoring the availability and performance of your server, database, or website will be a breeze. Pingdom will take care of this by using more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. These days, websites are becoming more and more sophisticated and very often include several dependencies, such as contact forms, e-commerce checkouts, logins, search functionality, and a whole bunch more. So Pingdom makes it possible to monitor the availability of all these key interactions people will have with your site. It's not just about the whole site anymore. Let's be real, stuff breaks on the internet all the time. Every month, Pingdom detects around 13 million outages. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. So regardless of whether you have a small website or you're managing a complete infrastructure, it's super important to monitor its availability and performance. All Pingdom needs is the URL you wish to monitor, and they will take care of the rest for you. When Pingdom detects an outage, you'll be immediately alerted so that you can fix the error before the downtime affects you. You don't want to be caught out when someone wants to access your site, so you need Pingdom. Check it out today, and you'll be the first to know when your site is down. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM for a 14-day free trial and use the code material at checkout to get a massive 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM and our addiction to Google products. <laughs> yes, thank you, Pingdom. I, I have a, another interesting story that's uh, come across our desk recently, and that's, I don't know if you remember, but... Yes. Yes. A while ago <laughs> on the show, we talked about um, Google potentially acquiring HTC, either some part of HTC or some of their employees, um, and more information has actually come to light about that story. The purchase price, drumroll please, has turned out to be... Hold on. $1.1 billion. And they're requiring 2,000 of HTC's employees, which I'm pretty sure is a much bigger number than we originally um, had speculated on them. And and that it's interesting, isn't it? Because that means that Google now has the ability to design much more premium phones. So that's what HTC was all about back in the day was like, you know, really nice handsets, really sort of custom design. If you can hear beeping, by the way, there's there's a truck trying to back through our building or something. Yes, that flows like, yeah, that's exactly what I can hear. Beep, beep. If you're in a car and you hear that and you're like, oh, someone's about to slam into me, I'm, I'm so sorry. Please please get off the road. Um, 
<laughs> completely sidetracked. But yes, HTC, like I, I, Andy kind of posed this question. I think it's an interesting one. Like with Google hiring all this talent and spending $1.1 billion for the privilege, does that mean the days of like the, you know, the LG uh, Nexus 5 and, you know, mid-priced uh, sort of budget Android phones like coming from Google, is is that day now done? Like is is that it? We've now got high-priced designers and $1.1 billion. No, Moto's price just going to make and- those. It's fine. <laughs> Moto's going to make the the affordable stuff and then HEC is going to make all the nice stuff and it'll be fine. It's perfect. See? <laughs> it works out for everybody. Well, I, hope it, I hope it does. It just – it. Uh, one of the things I love about Android is that you can have several companies each going nuts and trying to decide what constitutes a really great phone. And it's like we all, we've always known that Samsung owns the, the way majority of, of Android hardware manufacturer and sales. That's fine. But the, Advertising it feels, dollars. Exactly. Bus, <laughs> bus, bus stops, bus, bus stops, train stations. Uh, it's, and it's, but it feels like a, like a few years ago, there would be at least four companies coming out with some different iteration of a premium phone. So not not only talking about like really cool individualized features, like I think HTC was the first, was HTC the first one that came out with uh, the first big phone that had uh, dual cameras? They weren't doing a whole lot with them at the time, but that's the sort of weird ideas that you have to have when you're doing four or five different companies coming out with premium phones and trying to justify the six or $700 you're charging for this sort of stuff. Um, I, it's, it kind of, uh, I'm kind of bothered by the, by the thought that now there will be Samsung, who was kind of weak on execution. There will be Google that makes fantastic phones, but there won't be a third or a fourth player that are trying to push the needle, uh, nope. needle forward. LG I mean, motor, jumped yeah. out of the race. They said they were not going to be releasing new phones every year. Sorry, I wanted to just add that tidbit because we had yeah. mentioned LG. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, this is Mobile Mobile World Congress is starting up, I think, next week. So we'll probably hear more about it. But Oh, no, in about three weeks, actually. Three, weeks? About three okay. or four weeks. Yeah. We, we got a little bit more time before that. Um, but even still, like, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not as much chatter as there usually is around this time. And I kind of feel like there's not really a strong i feel like the android game is is very much belonging to a couple of companies at the moment samsung motorola and yeah google yeah big time and even on the i have this feeling on both sides of the fence on the ios side as well like we have to buy most of the popular phones for testing so every new samsung that comes out we have to buy it every new iphone that comes out we have to buy it every new pixel that comes out we have to buy it and we we i mean there's five of us here you know it's a fairly sort of mid-sized you know, small company. We we have enough budget to buy phones, but the last few years, as I've gone into the phone store, we have to buy these things outright, and I've had to hand over like fifteen hundred like Australian dollars. And I'm like, what on earth is going on here? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, it's not my personal money or anything, but I'm still handing over the company money. And I'm like, how did phones get to the point where they're this expensive? And is this the benchmark now? And are people going to continue to to bear these kind of prices? It's just like I, I really as a as a consumer, as a user of phone, I really want a high-end phone. I want all the fancy stuff on it, but I don't want to have to hand over like fifteen hundred Australian dollars for the privilege. Like, is that is that crazy? Like, it, I feel like phones, especially on the Android side of things, used to be cheaper than they are now. Am I wrong? Well, I just wanted to add that I read earlier today. I'm trying to find the source, but I read earlier that the iPhone 10 is not 
is super flying off the shelves. The Wall Street Journal, <laughs> because I think, is the source you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, because of the price. And so Apple's scaling back. I mean, I just wanted to add that to the $1,000 conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, exactly. I was thinking about that too. The, the Wall Street, it's, uh, they're, they're, uh, Analysts in in Asia who've been commenting that or commenting or speculating based on rumor or their desire to move the Apple stock price in a favorable place for whatever transaction they're planning to execute. That yeah, that the iPhone 10 is way underperforming in sales for whatever Apple was prepared for. That there are too many units in the market right now, uh, and so that's a bad sign considering how close the close to the bone Apple tries to play this sort of stuff. But now that the Wall Street Journal is reporting on it, it becomes a lot more real and a lot more interesting of a data point and i've i've been talking to lots and lots of people about the who bought the iphone 10 who have specifically not bought the iphone 10 and price really was a big big deal for them even though uh, even though a lot of them are by are paying their carriers a monthly fee so it doesn't really feel like they're laying out a thousand bucks uh, a lot of it's a lot of them, and, and even though for a lot of them it's like a hundred, hundred, fifty dollar difference, which is not a small amount of money, but it's the difference between like an eight hundred and fifty dollar iPhone eight plus and a thousand dollar iPhone ten. You're close enough that a lot of people might just say, "Oh, if they really wanted it, they would have gotten it." But they could. The thing is, the price was such a big hurdle for them, either just outright, where they didn't want to be a per. Something inside them said that that's way too much money for me to spend on a phone, or they decided to yeah, it's hundred fifty. Like you know what, let's let's go for it. And then they returned it because it just didn't feel that much. One of them uh, just a couple of weeks ago was telling me that they were upgrading from an iPhone Seven Plus, and to them they liked Face ID, but. Overall, it doesn't didn't feel like a really big upgrade over their iPhone 7 Plus last year's model, and so she wound up returning it and just sticking with her own phone, not even buying a, an iPhone 8 Plus, which to me is the right thing. I think that if you're if you unless your 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 phone screen is a spider web of, of of sadness and broken glass, I think that you should get at least two years out of a phone before you even consider upgrading. But you know, Apple Apple people are weird. I say that in a positive way. They are. They are. They uh, yeah. will make that emotional choice. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, but to that end, I I guess is I'm quote unquote emotional about Google. But I spent under seven hundred dollars on my Pixel two, and I have one of the best cameras on the market. So I have to say, I think I made the right choice with my dollar and. I don't buy Samsung products anymore because they cost too much money. And if I'm buying it outright, I'd rather buy what is directly Android and Google's in, in Google's mind. Like I want it straight from the Google factory off of the Google, you know, conveyor belt. I don't want any of that other added stuff on there. Thing is, though, the consumers aren't all on board with us yet. Like they have been sold this Samsung life, which is fine. Samsung deserves it. It worked hard to get that. Um, but it, that's going to be a thing Google has to fight against. So of course they're going to take in these HTC employees, you know, Rick Osterloh is going to go, Hey, Moto buddies, let's keep bringing those <laughs> deals over, you know, for Android one. Cause we want to get those out there and people like it cause it's cheap. I mean, I've been giving people suggestions on the Android one, the Moto X for the last couple of weeks. People have been asking me for a really cheap phone. They're like, I want Android. I know you know Android. Help me. I do not want to spend $700, $800 on a new Samsung. So I've told them, Android One, Moto X4, Project Fi, and they're all sold on it. So this is... This is the beginning of a new, like, this is the dawning of a new era, I think. Mm. I'm kind of excited. 
I also feel kind of bad, though, for, you know, companies like Huawei, who for some very serious reasons are having trouble bringing their phone over to the United States. Um, I I understand the reservations from the carriers, (laughs) but it is kind of a bummer. Like, I do think it is a slight bummer for consumers just thinking in that, like, next generation techie way that they're not going to be able to choose from, you know, a really great camera hardware. But at the same time, like, all this stuff is so expensive. Why does it have to be so expensive and prohibitive? And why do we have to keep making this about, I, you know, the gadget war? I kind of feel like, aren't we happy enough with Apple being the premium hardware maker? Like, I'm okay with it. Let them be there. Let people pay $1,200 or whatever for their iPhones. And let me have my Google experience (laughs) for under $700 that I can brag about on my own. I don't understand why we have to have all of this, all all of these, all of this drama. Yeah. Maybe it's as simple as we need someone like Huawei to to break through into the Western market. Like, I know, I don't know if you remember, cast your mind back to March of 2016, where they hired Lionel Messi, one of the biggest sort of sporting yeah. footballers in the world to I be their remember. brand ambassador and and they've tried to turn things around it didn't apparently Lionel they also just hired didn't. a Beckham by the way did they get Beckham as well damn see why doesn't mess around Beckham one Beckham one of the kid Beckhams one of the kid oh. Beckhams <laughs> that's alright the older Sorry. Beckhams they're, they're out now anyway they're, they're too old no one cares so I, 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 back in 2016 I'm looking at Huawei and they were like the up and coming sort of brand that was going to make it to the US and to Australia and various other countries and they have in very small steps They've really kind of been broken on the rocks of, you know, AT&T and Verizon and other sort of carriers like that. I think we, I know it sounds weird, but I think we need one more of those manufacturers to actually break through and make sort of really, really amazing budget phones. I know Motorola does a pretty decent job. I don't know where Sony disappeared off to. Like they're, they're still doing like their thing, but they've never really Sony you know, got very far never with it. prioritized. I'm sorry. I mean, I maybe I should say never because. I'll have an angry inbox. But, I mean, the way I saw it as the person who was covering them for many years, it did not seem like the American market was particularly a priority. It just felt like it was an and also. So, like, and also we should probably put this phone somewhere. Let's just put it at T-Mobile for a while, which they don't do anymore. Um, but I agree. I am a little tired of this, like, homogenous little thing. I'm kind of okay with it just because I'm comfortable where I'm at, but clearly – that's not for everybody. So I guess if we're gonna have, if we're gonna have a little more, I don't know. It's times yeah. are changing. I think the names are changing in the industry. I think it's gonna be a very different game too, just because what's going on in America politically. It's gonna be a um, technology is going to change in the next couple of years. I think this is finally because we were in a bit of a lull. I want to say the last year or so. Um, it just kind of was like, oh, well, we can kind of expect what's going to happen. But I don't know. I kind of feel like after CES <laughs> this year, things are a little different. I mean, I mean that in all sincerity. I feel yeah. like there's stuff on the horizon. Companies are changing to AI. Like it's not really about, you know, I think LG's response to not doing phones every year is we got yeah. all this other stuff to do. Yeah, I mean that, that's it's it's nice to get off that treadmill to release a phone that they really believe in, where they feel as though they can, they if if someone they can really give people an easy choice between whatever phone they're using now and the phone that LG is uh, is offering them, something that's so unique 
uh, it's such a unique experience as opposed to no, it's September or no mobile world Congress is coming out. We have to have something to show off this year or else people will think that we're losers, failures. Uh, I, it's, you know, I, I keep walking. I am the person who uses his, uh, uses his journalism hat to, to excuse being on like the subway or just being at the library. And if I see like a, a lens design on the back of a phone, I don't immediately recognize. I kind of have to know what kind of phone that person is using because I really want to. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a habit because you feel as though like you can't, you can't just, you can't say, I don't, you know, I, I think the thing is you can't, you can't succeed with a $250 smartphone because everybody I see is, are using $800, $900 phones and they're never more than a year old. Like, where do you go? Uh, mostly phone press events, uh, Apple, uh, iPhone Manhattan, launch events. San Francisco, yes. Palo Alto, exactly. Los Angeles. So I think people that, have uh, the dis- disposable income for this sort of thing. Yeah, and so you just you uh, you don't see as many. I don't I don't see as many iPhone 10s or even uh, Galaxy Note 8s, the other thousand dollar phone that's that's popular out there. I see a lot of three year old phones that maybe cost seven hundred dollars when they were new, but they're still being used. I see today. S5 still. Yeah, out there exactly. And I, I think that uh, I think that a company like Mo- Motorola is really pri- and a couple like Huawei uh, are really uh, an ASUS. I think they're really primed to take advantage of uh, this new era in which people are just they just want a phone. They don't they don't care even particularly care what operating system it runs. If it takes good photos, that's that's fine. Doesn't have to take great photos. So long as it runs Facebook, so long as it runs Instagram, so long as it runs uh, Spotify. Their allegiance is to the apps they run on their phone. There you go. The pebble. All you need is a jelly phone. I'm jelly holding phone. up the jelly phone. All you need I is a jelly have... phone. That's it. Well, yeah, I have to know, are either of you still using the jelly phone in any capacity? Yes. yes? No, but that's because something else is going to be happening, and I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. <laughs> You're switching to Windows phone. No. What do you think <laughs> I am? Living in the past. Come on. I left Firefox that a long OS. time ago. I left that with the ex-boyfriends of the past. (laughs) (laughs) How about a a new movie version of, what is it, 50 ex-boyfriends, only they're all like the phones that they, the phones they used to use? (laughs) i tell you what, when you get to the Mega Boss, it'll be a Nokia because I think it'll be impossible to defeat. You'd be bashing it with a baseball bat and just nothing would be coming off. It'd just like kick it to the ground and the battery would pop out, but it'll just get back up and assemble itself. They were. They don't make phones like they used to, see? See, kids. Oh, no. We've circled back to the start of the show. <laughs> see, it, goes, it, it gets right back to, it'll fit right in with your like vinyl LP lifestyle. I do <laughs> have that, vinyl LP. The... It's true. It sounds I... better. <laughs> I swear it sounds better. <laughs> I have I have vinyl LPs only because like some of my comedy records are not there on CD anymore. There we go. See? Well, before we get into, before we, you, you can tell when it's like cl- close to tax time because we start talking about things that we would very much like to make tax deductible because we realize that we need, we need I another I learned all about that yesterday at my tax appointment. Uh, God, I, it was very, very. I, 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 I did, I did mine today and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's to me, it's like, it's, it's like a dental appointment and it's like, I, it has to be done. What's I, your square like footage? It. What's the square footage that you work in? Yeah. Oh, I, I, it's also also answering. The, I also had, I'd also had like a couple of bank appointments because it's been a while since I just went through all of like 
you know, the, the banking products change. So if you don't every two or three years see there's this checking account still like the cheapest one for me. And it's like <laughs> answer the questions where and <laughs> in their computer system. <laughs> they say, what, and your occupation is a, a writer or journalist and it's like, i can't find it oh here it is it's under musician slash writer and i'm like oh please don't make me <laughs> can, what can you, you do you're doing it? You, know, you know pay tax do you you got to make income to pay tax let me just like, explain there, how, how there, this works well, this, this, is, this is at my bank it's like can you put some, a fold, something that folds and look here are my press clippings i'm not i'm not a muse i mean i know that there are musicians that make a lot more money than me i'm not saying that foo fighters does not make more money than i do i'm saying oh, that yeah, you look at musician slash writer and you're thinking that i'm living like in someone's shed and like going to going to the library to use their cd duplicator because i'm pretty sure i'm going to have a gig at, a, at an open mic that i'm going to be able to sell some money. okay I, there there are there are some pockets of the internet in which i'm considered recognizable enough that they know all of my failings that's how much influence i have in this industry so i'm not i'm not musician slash writer okay well <laughs> this, is, this is why i don't like to talk right. about this, this it's like not. i feel i feel as though i feel as though i feel like I, like I haven't seen my mom or my dad in two years and or talked to them and there's they and suddenly i'm at a desk with you they said so son explain yourself and what you've made of yourself I'm like well <laughs> like how much money did you make last year I'm like ooh, really like yeah but my living expenses are low like okay are you are you still doing that writing thing like i'm a journalist we'll just say you're one of those creative types when we see our friends from uh, okay let's let's wrap this up because i'm getting myself just i'm getting i'm getting myself depressed now uh that's okay i just remind my parents i usually eat better than them yeah <laughs> you well i eat at fancier restaurants than you do so yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a it's a hard life to be a parent of people in our line of work. <laughs> it's 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 like, oh look, there's another picture of you with someone who makes one point one billion dollars. Like, I know, well, right? Well, don't it's you, anyway. Don't, sorry, Russell. You, this is you, just me and Andy. Aren't you, like, aren't you impressed, Mom? <laughs> that I got a, that I got a one-on-one interview with Jeff Bezos for an entire uh, for an entire Dad, hour. I met, like Steve, this, I met Steve Wozniak. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Did they did they have Dad, free snacks? Can I snacks money and were you for to, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> were you able to take home any of those free snacks so that you? I don't have to send you. I don't, I don't have to send you an Amazon card for your for your groceries anymore. It's Whole Foods cards I'm, that I asked for at Christmas. I'm, but anyway, I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm joking. My parents have been dead for ten years. Anyway, I've, I've just figured out how to make billions of dollars. I just need to start up like a online journalism like therapy sort of class. I just invite like thirty journalists. I just let them like you know. My parents just let it all out. Me. Let it all out. Whole I charge them. They're cards. not obviously not making a lot. So charge them like. <laughs> Fifty dollars each. Maybe I'm going to have to get like ten thousand of them, just and not let them know that the other ten thousand are in the room. I promise you, after twenty minutes, you'll be begging to work on any company's tech support line. You're like, please <laughs> get me, get me back to a world in which things make sense, where I've got like normal people screaming at me that the fact that they can't get Verizon to work with this, where our company's app is my fault. I'll take that instead of. Russell, uh, first of all, uh, I noticed that you've got uh, in the in the in the in the conference room. You have these uh, like bo- a box of like tea. Can, can, can I like take some of those home with me? Like I know that I don't drink tea here, but 
<laughs> okay, oh, let's... we've struck a nerve. We've struck a nerve. We should wrap. Definitely. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. Yes, but you're you're there. You are you're exactly eight and a half minutes behind every listener to this podcast. <laughs> <sighs> Flow. <laughs> what what have what have you what what would you like to steer people's attention to to fill in those lonely that lonely six and a half days between uh, postings of this podcast to get more of that flow that flow flow. Uh, I just filed another Robo vacuum review, but I don't know when it's going up. But when it will, I'll tweet it. I'm also going into a uh, smart home like education hole, so I'm just going to be testing. I'm just going to be testing security cameras for the next two months, and I am just absolutely excited to just delve into. This is fun. It's so fun taking on a new beat. I haven't <laughs> like learned something new in a long time. This is just super fun and interesting, and I'm excited. So, if you're curious about that, uh, you could see the behind the scenes on Snapchat, where it's just basically me fighting with things all day at my house because I I don't leave the house. I live with <laughs> robots, um, and on Twitter, oh that flow, where I I try and I make jokes throughout the day that don't really resonate with many people, but they resonate <laughs> with me deep within inside, and that's all that matters. Now, now, Flo, uh, what do you think the chances are that uh, you will not be available for next week's show because? All the lights in your home are off, and the door's locked, and you no one can get in or out. Uh, Ooh, and have also, HD the, video of the event. Also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just broadcast from the security camera that I'm testing. <laughs> so we'll just do it that way, and it'll, you know, it'll be great. It'll be in 4K because they're all so high res now. <laughs> Godspeed, John Glenn Russell. What 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 would you like to pe- people to see if they want to visit some of the the, the Russell Ivanovich Lilianovich Lenin uh, well, experience? What? Lenin, yeah, you just combined Lenin and Ivanovich. It was it was genius. I'm going to uh, actually stick it to Apple this week because last week they sent me an email saying they were going to remove my blog from Apple News because I hadn't quote unquote updated it in a while that was like, funny I'm going to show you Apple so I went to rustyshelf.org it's a I think it's just hosted on WordPress I pressed I finally figured out how to log in I, uh, I pressed the button and I published a Surface Book 2 uh, thoughts and reviews so take that Apple I actually like the Surface Book 2 what do you, what do you think of them apples <laughs> rustyshelf.org you can That's find amazing. this great stuff there <laughs> that was very mature because you could have just posted okay Apple is a whole bunch of duty 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 stupid stupid heads because you know when they weren't when we had a problem approving the last version of my app, oh, that took them like two weeks. But it, once I once they had a need to take me out of Apple News, oh, they couldn't have fixed that problem fast enough, could they? Get me off Apple News. So you stupid, stupid, stupid heads that are like bowling balls with the three holes are full of poop that came from a dog that was sick. It, it was tempting, Apple. Andy. It was really tempting. Wow. They, they removed they removed my <laughs> podcast from iTunes as well. Because they're like, some of these links don't work. And I'm like, that's the whole point. It's a test podcast where a whole bunch of the links aren't meant to work. <laughs> Apple. But we should uh, get off that topic. Andy, where, where can people find yes. your magnificence? Uh, as usual, if you can spell my last name, which means you're probably related to me in some way, uh, you can visit my Instagram uh, and my Twitter. They're both Anatko. Uh, I also have a blog at anatko.com. The silly things that I write about tech for pay are at the Chicago Sun-Times website, suntimes.com. And every now and then, usually because I warned you on Twitter a day or two in advance, you can uh, see me. You can hear me on uh, WGBH Radio in Boston talking about tech uh, once every couple of weeks on Boston Public Radio. 
Well, that's it for this week. Uh, everybody, uh, if you have any questions, comments, observations, uh, go to relay.fm slash material uh, to let us know what they are. If you've got money that you would like to put in a box and send us, uh, then you can, without being an advertiser, it is possible just to become a member and you can support us at several different attractive price levels, which also give you access to special content that we turn out at the, at the blistering rate of once or twice a year. Uh, and so we do appreciate uh, your support and however, which, however you wish to lend it to us, even if it's just just nodding appreciatively, but insincerely when we say something we think is witty or insightful or funny. That's it for this week. We hope we see you again next week. Until then, have a great six and a half days, everybody.